Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, direct contact is awesome. Oh, oh. Wow, set off. Wow. Now Sean Johnson stepping inside for Fita try. He wrong-footed David for Fita and scores the try for the Warriors that could well level up Sean Johnson off the right foot and David Fafita had no answer. Johnson pushes away from one into open space. Where's Wittini Zalesniak? He's there, Campbell gets him, but the ball back inside to Sean Johnson who stayed alive and the Warriors are in. Two to Johnson, two to the Warriors and they lead 10 points to six. Here we go, it is crunch time brought to you by Zito Powering DIYs to take you through your Saturday. Uh, it is an all-started crew. Uh, the band is back. All day, every day at Bunnings and before you dig, don't dig blind, search before you dig online every time. I tell you what, I could do with a Bunnings sausage right now. Geez, they're mm. a good meal. I One, went to Bunnings this morning. Did you? Yeah. Had to get some Bindi and some wintergrass killer. What's Bindi? So oh, you know, Bindi. Yeah, Bindi oh, killer. I, I don't yeah. know so you're you're starting to get ahead of the curve, are you? Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. they already, as soon as I walked in, I could smell the Sangers yeah. and they had like... um. You know, one of those cupcakes and all those. Oh, sorts can you remember of once upon on? a time they banned onions at Bunnings? No, no, it was scissors. no, it was onions down. So the onions had to be on the bottom. Okay. And then they put the hot dog on top, the actual sausage on top, yep. because it was a, a fall risk because you could slip and fall oh, and hurt oh, yourself on the onions. Yeah, exactly. So what has this world come to, honestly? Mm. Honestly, what has it come to? Uh, <laughs> that's the voice of Adrian Pazenko, which you can hear, and also the voice of Scotty Sattler, staples of this particular program. This bloke here. When you've had a big night out, yeah. the last thing you want is a bit of overtime. Well, he's got overtime coming out of his shaminda. How are you, Gibbo? Boys. Did you have a big I'm, night um, last night, did you? Yeah, I had a few um, I had a few beers last night. One of my mates was down from Yamba. And you just were watching the footy. You just get carried away. Next thing you know, you're singing karaoke at 3 a.m. Yeah. in the morning. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I, look, I, I've been good the last few Fridays, but I let myself down. But, boys, I'm pumped to be here. Yeah. I, I can't I wait to see you about 3.15 this <laughs> afternoon. Yeah. No, Sats, no, he, mate. He, he, mate, he, he backs oh, up yeah, better than Terry Lamb. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Peace of the proverbial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what time did he hit the pill- pillow, Gibbo? Oh, it was pretty early on. Like I'm talking three, four potentially. Ooh. Yeah, it was good fun though. But you how just... much you hate in life when yeah, that alarm goes off? Nah, not really. Like I, I really enjoy coming in here. Yeah. Uh, Saturday mornings, not really. But you know, usually I like coming in here because <laughs> you can talk a bit of smack. And obviously, on the Moes Club before we had the great Jeremy Lattimore, who yeah. is bloody funny. How do you guys in stitches? I was looking out the yeah, window. Yeah, that's good. Well, like, he's one of his great mates is Luke Lewis. Yep. Who's one of the world's nicest human beings you'll ever meet in rugby league, Louis. And both he and Latsy spent a lot of time together. 
And all I keep hearing, I'd never met Latsy face to face, but for a number of years, I just keep hearing Louis tell stories about Jeremy Lattimore. <laughs> and then I got to meet him today and he's a hundred mile an hour. Yeah. Isn't oh, yeah. he? Yeah. Wow. He got Good a bit guy. loose. He got a bit loose towards the end of the show. Uh, look, he was very contained for the first hour. <laughs> Second hour, once his uh, dating profile See, That's the missile. The missile brings the worst out of people. You think so? Yeah, yeah, he does. He looks like a clean skin, he's not. but he's not. Oh, mate, he's got skeletons in his closet, mate. Oh, about yeah. he's, no. got, he's got that many Ooh. skeletons. Maybe yeah. go back on the Run Home podcast. Yeah. There's a yep. story going around Missile in Mexico. LJ's, that's all I'm saying. Oh, right. I tell you, boys, um, just back to Lattimore. And I, I knew him as a shy young kid from Port Macquarie. And when he first came down, he lived with us. He's really close mates with my brother Tony. So he was a young shark back in those days. Anyway. We used to have they called it the uh, the post office because mum and dad were, were divorced and and um, so my sister moved out with mum and it was just all the boys so it was called the post office because it was all male right it was just <laughs> <laughs> it was just it was just dad and and uh, and all the boys right and dad used to hate absolutely hate which we don't really have anymore the home phone oh yeah he'd hate uh, when it would ring he just it, Oh, who's ringing now at this ungodly hour? And the ungodly hour would be 4 p.m. in the afternoon, right? <laughs> so he just used to, But this particular day, Dad wasn't home. And at the front of the house, we'd all congregate in this big lounge room and watch TV or movies, whatever it is. And at the very back of the house is the kitchen. So if you weren't watching a movie, everyone would congregate around the kitchen and someone's making a meal and we're watching a show at the back or whatever the case may be. And that's where the phone was. And then further towards the front of the house near the movie room or the, or the TV, big TV room was a bedroom in which Jeremy Lattimore was was in. So one day, Dad's not there, and I'm laying on the lounge, very, very comfortable, with no ambition to move for the next two or three <laughs> hours. And I turn into Dad because the bloody landline phone starts ringing. Mm. And I let it go. Rings again, I let it go. Rings again, and I go, I better go. I just got to go and answer it. So reluctantly, I get up and do the treacherous walk, which is about 15 metres yeah, to the back yeah, of the house. Yeah. Torture. Hello, and it's Latsy. Hello, mate. What are you doing? He said, oh, no, no, no. I just wonder what we're having for dinner. <laughs> and I said, oh, I don't, know. I don't know, mate, to be honest with you. I said, when are you home? He said, I am. I'm, I'm home. I'm just in the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> so he's in the front bedroom, right, who, who's literally three metres from where I am, and I've had to go walk all the way to the back. Of, this is him now. Um, I, I can't tell you what you have for dinner, Latsy. Uh, anyway, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy to have your time. say. Too long to disconnect the home phone. Because just and how many like people are trying to sell you solar or oh. you know oh it's just terrible. <laughs> I tell you, I tell and you, the what, emergency number was triple zero, which is the three furthest numbers yeah, yeah, to dial yeah. through. Yeah, we, we do have one, and the only reason we have one because for the occasional radio cross, it's better quality to be on a landline mm. for, for that. And Nashi is probably our kid; he's number three, and he, if you had a, a pie chart, he's dominating the pie chart mm. for the kid who's getting in trouble with mum the most. Yeah. And one of the tactics for mum... Is this Nash's my, head? My, my, yeah, my wife... That doesn't wife, surprise me whatsoever. My, my wife, Kobe, right, so they can just go to loggerheads. But my, my beautiful wife, one of her tactics is to pinch his phone, which he doesn't even use the phone. He, he's so laughy about his phone. He, he didn't even have it for a week once. You text him about something, Sam. Well, I texted him a couple of weeks ago, yeah. Nashy, to ask, because he's got a really good, actually a good vibe on life. He's yeah. actually... He's been here before. I said, hey, Nashy, uh, yeah, blah, 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 blah. And he goes... He didn't answer me for four days. And he yeah. texts me, he goes, G'day, Sats. Sorry it's been so long, brother, but my <laughs> mum took my phone off me. <laughs> so, so on the phone, right, so what he's worked out is 
our in, in any given so even with these radio crosses, it's always an inbound call. So yep. if you plotted our landline chat over twelve months, I reckon there would be five calls outbound. And every single one of those calls would be this. So he's got this he goes, I get this call from a from the landline. It's a home phone ring. I go, oh, here we go. He goes, Dad, code red, code red. <laughs> so, so that means that Mum's pinched his phone. So, so he sneaks up to the landline and calls me. And he goes, Dad, code red, code red's on, code red's on. Or code zero. Code zero, he calls it. Code zero's on. Uh, fair dinkum. Some of the things you get up to. So you've still got a landline. Wow. Yeah. You've still got one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. the, the worst was when you had landlines pre-mobile phones, and if you were doing your best with uh, oh, yeah. you know, with uh, yeah, someone yeah, of the yeah. other sex, you'd have to do the old, oh, Oh, hi, Mr. McCarthy. Oh, no. Adrian, I was just wondering if uh, Casey's available, please. <laughs> oh, like, that was it. Oh, that was so bad. And the other one, this is what my, my parents Your used to do. Your heart rate, you just needed her you to answer like, the phone. Oh, no, you sound like that character from Simpsons when you were a kid. <laughs> I know the one you're talking about, yeah. too. It was so bad. And what about so... then if, if a family was lucky enough oh, to have two landlines that, that and you're talking to them? That was the worst because I knew my parents. Like that I tried to keep everything my my yeah, uh, private, private life very private, and they on the downright. And I I knew that they would try to listen in and see what was going on, and I could hear the click, and I'm going. Mom, put the phone down. <laughs> Gibbo, you wouldn't remember that. that. That's a bit too young for you, isn't you it? You would never no. have used a landline, would no, you? No, we definitely had landlines, but I was on the, um, I had the phone. Yeah. No, I didn't have any sort of awkward, oh, I had mm. a lot of awkward encounters yeah. talking yeah. to parents <laughs> no and girlfriends, yeah, but yes. uh, never on the phone though. Oh. Do, you, do you win the parents over pretty easy, Gibbo? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, What's well, your go-to? Like if you've got to impress dad. What's your go-to? Oh well, look, I, I like to think I'm versatile, Sat. So I can talk. I can talk uh, if we want to talk footy, politics, like soccer. I can talk politics. Yeah, I like okay. to think that I, I can cross a lot of sort of ground. Yeah. Um, but I, I usually go the mother first. The mother's the one. Oh, you know, she's yeah. talking to the mother. So win her over. And yep. then with the old boy, have a couple of scotches. Yeah, then, yeah, yeah. You know, get to Even if you don't like scotch, you just drink it. Oh, yeah, mate, yeah. If it's free, I'll yeah. do it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, look, they always start well. Yep. The relationships always start well, but, you but know, as the relationships just start, and they get to know you. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly right. Like, yeah. you know, you he's a wet the bed again. This, this kid's a degenerate. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, you should have seen me on the betting app, right? So as soon as you said they always start well, I yep. put the whole balance on your next word being but. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, look. You I, can I, only put up a front for so long. Eventually your true yeah. character yeah, yeah, yeah. comes yeah. through. Yeah. But, right. No, that's fine. Oh, like, I'm still looking for uh, the suitable lady out there, and I'm sure the parents, I'll win them over at the start. So when I met my my beautiful wife now, Beck, yes. okay, she's yes. a South Island Kiwi girl, really good family, great yep. values, and her dad is Donnie, who is the one of the biggest all-black fans of all time. Really? So when I first meet her and I'm first about to meet the parents, I've gone in heavy. Like <laughs> I didn't go in with, you know, just play a couple of nines and tens. I went with the ace card <laughs> yes. straight up. A signed all black jersey oh, no. by mm. their coach and Robbie M- and Richie McCaw. No way. Yeah. Desperate. So I've, mm. I've walked in and said, oh, how you going? Yeah, good to meet you. And he said, oh, you love the all- oh, I love the all blacks. Yeah, I love the all And the wallabies, of course. You know, yeah. So we're talking. So I'm two days in. They're over here for holidays when I first started seeing Beck. About two months into our relationship, I said, "Hey, I can't wear this because I'm an Australian, but maybe you want it." Oh, yeah. no! So the other thing too is, yeah, yeah. If, if, <laughs> if you set the bar too high, you've got to keep to that standard. Whereas yeah. I keep it low, and it's yeah. just like I, you never tried from the beginning. Yeah, that's right. I, that also works, and I reckon that works in relationships, right? Yeah. So th- there's there's always the rat's ass person in a relationship, mm. and 
the rat's ass person always finds someone who's going to help them out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Aren't they? They're yeah, going to pay their me. bills for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're yeah. Gonna do, the rat's ass person is going to be fine. Yeah. Someone always props them up, don't they? Yeah. So my, I want to be the rat's ass person. My, <laughs> that's me in our relationship. Is it? Yeah, our, our first conversation, like, like I met my missus on, it was on the night that Prince Frederick met William at the slip-in. And we were about to go into the slip-in, but they had a $15 cover charge. And on that same night, the Forbes was only $5. Yeah. So we went there and, yeah, my missus got what she paid for. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. So yes. I said, you know, you could have met your prince or whatever else, and <laughs> instead you got me. Oh, that's what. But it was on my birthday, and I said, oh, like my, my chat-up line apparently was, it's my birthday, so how about you buy me a drink? <laughs> yes. so oh, you're the rat's set, ass. It set the tone for the rest <laughs> oh, of the that's relationship. Good. That's yeah. good, April. Yeah, nice. Gibbo, you reckon you're close? Like, well, in an ideal world, what are yep. you, 26 now? 27? 27, yeah. Yeah, what's your number? If you'd like to be sort of... Uh, nine <laughs> out of ten? Or... Yeah. <laughs> if you wanted to for? settle down, yeah. is there an age where you think, yeah, I could I could put the cue in the racket? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm thinking, like, I've had a pretty good run. Like, I, I've, I've really enjoyed myself the last oof, 13, 14 years. years. Are you yeah. saying you're ready now? Oh, like or I could see it on the horizon because I think it'll just slow me down a little bit, Joel. Like yeah. I'm a bit, it's a bit too, it's just too much fun and games at the moment. Like I'm, you know, earning some good coin. I yeah. need, to, I need to spend it somewhere, <laughs> you know, Joey. Um, so look, hopefully, hopefully she's out there. I mean, she's a big Crunch Time fan, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. fan. So yep. she'd be listening in right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, Would you be tucking in a bit earlier than three AM most? Friday nights, do you reckon? Absolutely. Yeah. But like she would understand that, you know, rugby league and sport is my passion and mm. that I, I need to be watching that sort of stuff. Uh, and mm. from time to time, I'm going to get carried away. Um, yeah. She's going to obviously need to like, you know, having a few, um, just hopefully a couple of beers and she's going to need to like cinema, art, all the good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> It's a very up. long list, isn't it? Oh, like, yes. yeah. Basically, no. I can I can go and like galoot with the boys, <laughs> yeah. and you have to watch sport, yeah. and you have to watch art, <laughs> cinema. Wow. Oh, yeah, yeah. Good luck. Oh. Good luck. There's eight billion people out there. Good luck finding that yeah. person. Yeah. Uh, Sats, we went to an electrical function yesterday. Yes. And well done, by the way. One, one thing, and, and likewise, one, one of the um, one of the regional managers is a bloke called Chris, and he at the last one. So this is on, this is in Brisbane. Yes. And he woke up the next day in Byron Bay, right? And he had to get home. Well, he's married with kids. So the wife's just going, where are you? So for him to get home, he had to get three different Ubers. So he'd get, he get got booked an Uber. And the bloke said, I can't go that far, but I'll get you to here. Get you to Brunswick. So, so, yeah. So, yeah. And then, then he'd get out, order another Uber, go to wherever. <laughs> get out, order another Uber, Tweet and finally get Brisbane. home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jamal, I remember Jamal, oh, we all remember Jamal Idris. Yeah. I heard a story, I don't know whether it's an urban legend, and he, he was playing for a club in Sydney, but he had, whoever he played with after the Gold Coast Titans, I'm not quite sure, yeah. but he, he, apparently they played on a Friday night or whatever, and he was knocking on the door of the coach, John Cartwright's, who was the coach of the Gold Coast, on the Gold Coast, like on the Monday, but, doesn't, but they don't know how he doesn't know how he got to all these places in the four days. Like. I've um, I've got a similar story. I'm not going to name who it is, but he played for Penrith, the Roosters, Eels, Knights, Storm, and Seagulls and Eels. So there, if you've done your oh, research, repeat those again, please. Uh, Panthers, Roosters, Eels, Knights, Storm. Manly, and then back at the Eels. He's played more this, clubs than Slim Dusty. Back yeah. at the Eels. Wow. This, okay. uh, this particular player, <clears throat> he went out for um, bread and milk. Yeah. 
and just done, just left. He ended up. Well, was he married? No or... Yeah, yeah, married, like oh. family, like had no money, no phone. He from Sydney, ended up on a couch in Townsville a couple of days later with zero dollars. Is that what? Right? Please repeat this, the, 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 the journey. Well, I think I'm, I'm definitely going to be giving it away, but Panthers, Roosters, Eels, Night Storm, Manly Eels. Manly Eels. Still yeah. playing? Front row. No, not no, still playing. Not still no. playing. Retired. No. Well, I can't say that, but. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. It's a good story. I can't even think wow. of a player. That, that's one for the listener. I can see Gibbo screwed. I, I've, I've got a cheat sheet here. I can see who it is. Well, you're and a Parramatta fan, too. Premiership winner? Premiership yes. winner, yeah. Mm. So, um, does that surprise has, you? Has been in the boxing ring, not not totally, no, no. Okay, and um, not scope is it? <laughs> no, no. So, uh, uh, Roosters, Penrith. Well, the thing was, no one had no one from had heard from him, and so this had been a few days, and everyone's thinking, oh, where is where is he? Like yeah. his phone and wallet's still here. How could he get anywhere? Mm. And then a couple of days go by, people are starting ringing each other, and then finally the call comes in, and he says, oh. He's been up on my couch for a couple of days getting on the pen and ink. Oh, no. Wow. So, yeah. I mean, that would happen quite a bit, though, wouldn't it, boys? No. I don't oh, know. Not quite a bit. <laughs> I mean, Craig Gow would have a couple of those questions, a couple of those stories, where we'd play on a Friday night, and he'd, you know, he'd, <laughs> it, wouldn't, it would be nothing for him at, not, not now that he's married with yeah, children, yeah, yeah. but when he, was, when he was younger, it was nothing for Gowie, and, that he, at four o'clock in the morning, he'd just, He'd catch a cab into the cross oh, yeah. or, what's, what's the or something like that. Like, yeah. and, you, and you said that, he, he, but he would turn up and he would train. Train. He, wow. You'd turn up, the, you'd turn up the next or a couple of days later to go to training, and he'd be on the back oval with his pitching wedge and a bucket of balls, and he'd just yeah. be hitting up the back the back oval that's on on Mogul Road there, he'd yep. just be hitting back and forth, and he'd go and smash himself wow. training. Yeah, and be fitter than everyone. He's a good story, Sats, because like you're a sort of a commanding voice and a leader, and and, and I, I every time you talk about Craig Gower, I I just I love the reverence you have for him. Oh. And he was a kid. Yeah, like he, he was a kid in your team, really. He was twenty three and captain when you won, like. when you won the comp. Yeah, was he twenty three? Yeah, I think he was twenty three, twenty four. And he was the captain of the team captain. of the club. Yeah, I remember John Cartwright pulled Ryan Girdle and myself in. And said, I've decided who the captain of the club's going to be. And we said, yeah, who? He said, yeah, we, we both looked at each other. <laughs> John Cartwright? Uh, sorry, John Lang. John Lang. We both looked at each other. And if so, oh, yeah. really? Yeah, he will, he's our best player. And the best player should be the captain of the team. They're the best player because they think in confident ways. Yeah. That's why they're the is best that, players. Is that, was that Langy's sort of view? Langy just said, yeah, he's the best player. So he needs to be my captain. And oh, yeah. we went, okay, yeah, well, that's great, awesome. And, yeah, he just ripped and teared everything he got involved in. Excellent. Just, yeah. Excellent. I reckon there's a couple of Bermuda triangles in every rugby league season where like players go AWOL and stuff happens. And one Still? of them, I reckon one of them is the weekend before the season starts because they play all their trials mm. and then there's that weekend which weekend is sort off. of a. And I remember people like, uh, you know, Pete, um, Todd Greenberg and David Gupp sort of saying that's that's the double demerits weekend. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you play up on this weekend, like, we're going to really come down hard on you. Because that yeah. was the NRL sort of opening weekend with all their advertising, wasn't it? They launched the week, that's, yeah, launched that's the right. season, exactly. and that's and we had those periods of years where we had yeah. the person that was going to be the. The, like the, the flag was, bearer. It was the face of the game was yeah, yeah. the curse. Like whoever got chosen <laughs> would would end up in one of those cabs that was like, yeah, in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Boys, can I ask, in this professional era, we heard like play hard, 
train hard. Mm. Is that gone these days? Oh no, they still play hard, but they just do it in a far more controlled, confined environment. Yep. Amongst people that um, that they can trust. So um, I think, you know, it's going to be interesting. We do a lot of functions, of course. And listen, look, I was listening to this. We'll listen to – Matty Rogers tells this great story about when he went to Buckingham Palace while he was on the tour with the Wallabies and how he stole some spoons from Buckingham Palace <laughs> and, and how he fed the corgis and how he met the queen. That's a, and you heard it yesterday. Yeah, it's yeah, a great yeah. story. Oh, it's a great story. It's a really good – You ne- like, we don't condone uh, – Theft, kleptomania, no. yeah, kleptomania. <laughs> but um, you know, it's 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 interesting. I, I I doubt whether we will hear a lot of. I doubt whether no, we, we need to show something. Sorry, sorry, that's, sorry that's, we're, we're all a bit distracted. In, in, the, in the so can you, Re- can you set round. the scene? It's retro route. So yeah. you're you're <laughs> wearing on the TV a Brisbane the studio, Power yeah. jersey with a dirty Sanchez. Yeah, moustache. I, I don't yeah. know whether I'm Wally Lewis, Sam Bacco, or Joe Kilroy. I haven't worked that out yet. But either way, um, it was a bit, bit of fun. But we stitched up Sean the. Shorty Omerod, who's he? Uh, that, that's yeah, no, Shorty but, No, but what I'm saying no, is that's who's right. he no, we, we just stitched him up. Oh. And have a, look what, have a look what he's wearing for the whole week. It's like he an old like vinyl. He, he old looks like he's from 1986. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the rugby uh, guys, that's just to your point about Matty Rogers, like the rugby guys I feel like have a lot better stories. Because they travel so much yeah. around the world, all these different countries, these different cultures, yeah, different nightclubs and bars and – it's funny, yeah, he'll tell stories about sitting in a little tiny bar in, in Munster in Ireland or whatever it may be, and then he'll talk about going to a nightclub in South America in Argentina oh. where there's a thousand people. And you go, so. I used to jo- ghostwrite John Connolly's column when he was Wallabies coach. And didn't the, he open up the, on Eddie Jones great, last week? The great Knuckles would tell some of the best stories about blokes who you thought were absolute clean skins in the game as well. Yeah, yeah. But um, but I, if you go to a sportsman's luncheon in years coming, I'd. I think a lot of those stories would be very few and far between because the players in these days have to be very protective about. Oh yeah, because it's all about their brand. Yes. Now, whereas and, well, I suppose and, and in the years not, gone by, I didn't really care. There's not the same Chatham House rules as there were in the past because everyone's yeah. got phones. And even though, and like sometimes journos creep in, or, or people will send stuff or post things that are in some of those in-house chats. So, do you, I, get, do you get many random tip-offs from people who you don't know, but they've reached out to you and said? Either an email or, or a text or a or a photo or do you get much of that? Occasionally, it's not it's not really often, but no. every now and then people will say, "Mate, have you heard this?" or we'll send you something. Can I say I've emceed a lot of functions over the last couple of years where it's been really difficult to get a, a um, an ex player of someone to to come and tell stories, whatever yeah. it may be, um, and the journo's actually have been really really good. Good content. Have they? Talking about stories about things that they would have loved to have published. Yeah. Mm. Chatter Mouse oh, rules, okay. Right. Yep. Self-policing at the yeah, t- yeah, tables, yeah, yeah, no yeah, phones, yeah, yeah. no yep, recordings. Yep, 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 yep. Yep. Stories that you would have loved to have published but you didn't. Yes. You couldn't for yep, whatever yep. reason. Yep. Really good stories. Oh, yeah, Crash Craddock is great to listen to. He's a great storyteller. Great storyteller. Yeah. yeah wow. Mm. Uh, just on stories, and you told a good story, and, and it was fitting at an electrical conference. Do you know the Luke Lewis, the young Luke Lewis stories? Just tell the no. one, please, about the. No, he's going to get cranky. At no, me. I know, I know, but it's a very good story. He he still to this day believes it didn't happen. Yeah. Now, it doesn't I, matter. I can ring Tony Paul Tour right now, and he yeah. will confirm that it happened. Okay. So he was seventeen. You know, he bought in, bought into a full time environment, and he's the greatest guy. I've got to put that out there right now. So I'm, <laughs> I apologise, Louis, but um, but uh, he 
we used to have, because of Super League, and I wasn't there when Super League was on at Penrith, but because of Super League, they were able to, able to have this really good training facility. And the kitchen was like a big commercial kitchen. There was, there was toasters and, and uh, smoothie makers and, and jaffle makers. They were sort of, you know, so you can go and look after yourself to make your own food. And, and Tony Pultoro and I walked into the kitchen and Louie was sticking a knife in the toaster trying to get his crumpet out. <laughs> and we turned it <laughs> off and walked, what are you doing? He goes, I'm trying to get this bloody crumpet out. It's stuck. Did you ever hear not to stick a knife in the toaster? <laughs> no, I never heard that. What are you talking about? Anyway, he goes, okay, no worries. So he throws the knife in the sink and turns the, the toaster on the back of the wall and goes out of the drawer and opens it up and gets a fork out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, crunch time on your Saturday.